Welcome to the Lock Boss Show. I am your host, PJ Slauson. Now, this show is dedicated to all the lock bosses that want to learn and want to grow. But guess what? We also want you to win. And in order for you to do that, you need to join us every live YouTube giveaway. All you need to do is go over to YouTube, type in CLK Supplies, or use the hashtag LockBoss, or even better, in the show notes, just click on the link, it'll take you right there. Watch any of our current videos and you'll see exactly how you can join the fun for free, and together we will learn, grow, and win. Everyone, so I am here today with Buddy Logan, who is the owner of Auto Security Products, also known as ASP. Buddy has been a friend of mine now for years. I consider him a mentor, and I am really happy to have him here in the studio today with me. Buddy, thanks for being here. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here, PJ. Yeah, thank you. So, Buddy, you've been in the automotive lock industry for a very long time, right? 42 years. 42 years. So that's, well, that's longer than I've been alive, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, I wanted to take the opportunity and kind of talk about a few things. But before we do, if, could you give us a quick summary of what auto security products does? When I was learning locksmithing in the 1960s, early 1970s, my dad and I, we worked on a lot of cars. We did a lot of repairs. And if it was an American car, Ford, GM, Chrysler, there were Briggs and Stratton service parts. There were also uh, all lock had some things. And there were even a couple of other companies back then. Even Yale made a few parts. Uh, Ilco even made a few parts for a while, but those have all gone by the wayside now. Mm -hmm. And we could service any American car, but then when a foreign car came up, there was nothing to service it with. You had to go to the dealer. And one particular one we did was a British Ford Cortina, late 1960s, a bad door lock, which is really common on those cars. We had to go to the Ford dealer to get a replacement lock. It took about two months to get it. There were no tumblers to rekey it to the original key. And I had the idea, something needs to be done to fill this market because around that time, that's when Toyota started coming to the market, Nissan, uh, Volkswagen had already been there. The British cars had already been there, but uh, the Japanese were really starting to come on. And that's when I decided that that would be a good career path for me. And I think it worked out very well that we created a company that our intention was a parallel to Briggs and Stratton, which of course is now Stratech. And uh, uh, that at the time for a while, All Lock, which became Lockcraft, was a competitor. And through our, we actually uh, had association with Herd Lock, which did the uh, original locks were forward up through the mid 90s and then the, we eventually took over distribution of Lockcraft and which used to be a competitor then they ended up becoming part of us and now unfortunately they're out of business and we're trying to continue some of their products 
through the through uh, their component suppliers. So uh, we've just evolved with the market as we could, and but the goal was always to provide repair parts to where any kind of a damaged or, or uh, destroyed lock could be repaired or replaced without having to go to the dealer. And so that's kind of our history in a, in a two minute uh, summary. Okay. Okay, so, you know, I have a question about that. When you went and tried to figure out what locks that you wanted to sell, right, and bring to market, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. were you pretty, like, was there a lock to choose from, like different quality um, to choose from, or like, what did all that look well, like? We, whenever we could, we tried to deal with original manufacturers and get them to sell us our parts, which wasn't always easy. And some of it took a long time, but we were able to to break through with a lot of it and explain how we did things, what we did. And in other countries, they didn't think like we did. And locksmiths didn't, didn't uh, necessarily do automotive work in Japan and Europe. And, uh, but when we explained, we, we sort of used Stratec or Briggs & Stratton's material just as an example saying this is the type of company we are. We want to, to be parallel with them for your brands. And so we did get some cooperation with them, but it was mostly just experience and listening to others and, and uh, working, working around with uh, good locksmiths who knew what they were doing and, and could give us hints and listen to what what they told us they needed and and uh, there were a few things that we actually had manufactured that didn't always turn out to be a good idea mostly because we'd have to manufacture several thousand and we ended up scrapping 80 percent of them over time but uh, but we were able to bring some things to market that that would be the only way that some things could come to market but uh, we uh, we whenever possible we try to deal with existing manufacturers but we went sure that whatever we do bring to market whenever possible unless there's absolutely no other option which would only be for something really old uh, to make sure it is locksmith compatible where the 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 lock can be rekeyed to an original key Mm -hmm. uh, to where it is a, a, a perfect fit and it hasn't always been a hundred percent possible but we think we got about as close as we could as anybody else could and uh, and that was uh, that that's been the the secret to our success and and we still consider ourselves more of a parallel to Stratech we've never really uh, considered ourselves a competitors in fact we're very friendly with with Stratech mm -hmm. and and we share information and, and there, there are a few things that overlap between our two companies, but we don't, we don't stress over them. Neither one of us stress over them. And, and uh, we each have our own, we, we, we have a very similar customer base. So uh, that's, that's pretty much where we are. Okay. And when it comes to the modern world of locks that we're in, automotive locks, what are the most troublesome locks out there that those who are either um, in the industry or looking at getting into the industry are gonna have to be dealing with? Anything with split wafers. And that would be most popular would be Honda. Mm -hmm. uh, Toyota, of course, on the older models with the TR47 key, uh, started in early 90s and, and then until they switched over to the what they call the 10 cut uh, 
to, with the, where they removed the split waivers in the early 2000s, but uh, anything with a split wafer would be very uh, high breakage. Uh, Subaru now uses split wafers. Some of the old Mercedes use split wafers, although those are started going by the wayside now as they are, they haven't, the, the, those cars haven't been made since the early 90s. So uh, that would definitely be the, the, the biggest wear out items. And okay. then of course there are also uh, theft recovery, uh, replacing the locks that were, were damaged by a theft. And that varies because what's popular with thieves tends to vary. So sometimes over the years it's been Nissans, sometimes over the years it's been Hondas, sometimes over the years it's been Toyotas, uh, Ford pickups, G GM pickups, those are always always big targets for thieves. So uh, that's, that's, that kind of goes with the flow. You don't really know, and that can be also short-lived. There can be a run on, on things for a few months, and then all of a sudden the thieves lose interest in those and go on to something different. So you okay. don't really know what that is, but that's why you have to be prepared to, to do just about anything. You can't really narrow it down to, to just, I'm only gonna do the most popular. You, you have to, to, to really understand what's out there, what's available, what you can do. There's probably still a few things you can't do for one reason or another. Uh, Mercedes and BMW, that's getting very difficult because of, of restrictions by the, the company. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, Volkswagens also have a lot of breakage problems. Even though they don't use split wafers, in fact, uh, the car I drive even has a lock, one of our own locks on the door because the, the original lock froze up. We've got one of our locks on, on the driver's door of the car I drive, the Volkswagen Jetta. So, uh, so we're even using our own product on our own cars. <laughs> Interesting. So when it comes to split wafers, like, do you know why, like, do manufacturers want to use them because they find them to be more secure? Or has there been any that or have actually been successful that haven't become an absolute pain to deal with? I have never been told why they did that. Okay. I, I, they, nobody has ever given me a reason why they've done that. I am going to assume that in somebody's mind they perceive it to be more secure, but I'm not sure whether that's really true or not. Okay. Has there been any successful like split wafer locks no, that haven't I've, had a problem? I've never seen it. In really? fact, in fact, Subaru used it for a few years, and they've gone back to uh, to different designs now. They've gone really? away from the they 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 abandoned the split wafers, and of course, so did Toyota when yep. they uh, they they continued to use the same TR forty seven keyway, but they changed the design of the locks where they had the, the uh, complete row of, split, uh, of full wafers and no split wafers. Okay, very interesting. One of the problems, the, the reason split wafers are such a problem is that as locks wear, these are zinc die castings, as locks wear out, these chambers expand from the constant in and out of the key, the wafers going up and down, back and forth, and then they just jam up because the chambers become too big for the wafers. And so it's an unstable situation, and that's when the locks start jamming up, and that's when they need repair. So that's why they, okay, that's very interesting. 
Well, Benny, thank you for taking the time and coming on here and hanging out up here in Idaho with us and um, talking about ASP and your history and knowledge in the business. Well, thank you for having me, PJ. It's always a pleasure to see you. Always a pleasure to be here and see your new beautiful place. And I think CLK is going to be one of ASP's top distributors in the very near future. Uh, you were limited at your old place by space limitations, and now you've solved that problem and it's time to move forward. And I think a, uh, a lot of your customers will be able to be fulfilled from your warehouse going forward. And I see that as nothing but a positive for both of our companies. Yeah, well, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Everybody, thank you for watching. We'd love to hear some comments from you in the, or see some comments from you in the comment section below. And make sure you include the hashtag LockBoss to be entered in to win our weekly giveaway on YouTube. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time.